0: Sippin' on some 40s, yeah, yeah about the 40s, oh yeah 40s, are 40s oh, yeah, oh
1: yeah Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s I'm Seth I'm Josh And uh, this is it, we've reached our 10th episode Oh my god, we made it!
0: We... Low clap. <laughs>
1: clap. Um Yeah, I can't believe we made it here, but uh, here we are, man.
0: I want to thank my parents and <laughs> my uh, literature teacher, Mr. Uh, Professor Zucker. Oh, was that the one we were talking about
1: last episode? Uh, no, I haven't brought him up yet. Oh, okay. He's probably my favorite teacher of all time. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, um, for our 10th episode, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Normally, we just take a single 40 and we chug it, um, but for this episode, we wanted to, wanted to try a little something different. Um, here we have, um, the good ol', the good ol' Miller High Life 40, which, uh, If, for those prudent listeners, uh, was the first 40 we ever drank on this podcast. (laughs) Um, So it's extra special. Um, But on top of that, we've been talking about this for a couple episodes now. We're going to finally do a Brass Monkey. monkey. And uh, what that is, is you take some orange juice, which we have right here. We have these little Tropicana guys. And you basically drink your 40 down to the label, and then you fill the rest with orange juice. Um, However, we realized that... We're going to have a lot of extra orange juice left over. So, to compensate, we also got uh, little shooters of New Amsterdam vodka, and we're going to fill the remaining orange juice with that. We're also going to drink that <laughs> as we do these sogs. So, yeah. we, you're in for an exciting adventure, That's listeners. Right. This
0: is not 40s on 40s. This is 40s with <laughs> orange juice and vodka on 40s. Yes. No, or 40s on and then I mixed up which one was the beer, which 40s was the beer. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's fine. Did I mean, I it right? okay. Yeah, you can do it, whichever. Um, okay, so I think what we're going to do first,
1: uh, we talked about how we wanted to do this, is we're going to drink down to the label first, and then we're going to... The label
0: of the Miller High Life.
1: Yes, which in this case uh, is like the top right corner. Um, so if, for those of you listening at home, if you want to do this with us, um, it's down to the upper right corner. Um, so let's just drink to that. Uh, this might take us a little bit longer. Yeah, but we're gonna do it. So cheers, cheers, man! Tenth episode. There you go. Oh, this is gonna take longer than I thought. Oh man. <clears throat> okay. You got this, dude. like, a little bit more, then I'll be good. Dude, you're so much of a better drinker
0: than I am. Yeah. Mm, I'm actually not that good at chugging, because uh, I get brain freeze, and or... Oh, really? If I chug, like, I just have to burp, like, I get just filled with oh, air. Oh, yeah. Filled with air. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how guys do
1: that. I saw a dude in college take an entire, uh, an entire pitcher of beer and just down it, and I don't know how <laughs> he wasn't just filled with carbonation <laughs> yeah. after that. Um, okay, so, <laughs> we drank out of the label, now we're gonna pop this orange juice open, let's see, where's the... Oh, fuck, I'm gonna, do, wait, do you mind if I turn on the light? Oh, no, go for it, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spill the orange juice. <laughs> yes, the, the real challenge here is to not spill the orange juice as you're pouring it in, it's a very delicate process, there you go, just follow that stream, bro. Um, uh, this is really exciting for those of you <laughs> listening, I know, but we're doing
0: a heavy... Oh, shit. Mo- of concentra- almost, oh, shit. I almost spilled because you made me laugh. You made me laugh. You're like, just follow <laughs> this stream, bro. Dude, I was not
1: looking at that at all. I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm going to finish this orange juice and then it all just came it Did up. it overflow? Yeah. It did. Okay, cool. So, now that's secured. So, okay. what you do is, uh, here, throw the cap back on and uh, I'm going to hit the lights. Or Actually, how do you hit the lights in this car?
0: Uh, right here. Uh... There
1: you go. Okay, so then you take it, and you... you swirl it? You t- put the oh. cap on, and you very lightly just swirl it around. You don't want to shake it up, because then it'll explode, and no one likes exploding beer. Okay, cool. Mine's sufficiently done. And then with the last of the orange juice... I don't
0: think I've ever done this before. Really? Like, yeah, this is... A, I've never done it before. I'm
1: actually really excited to see what you think of it, because I think it's delicious. Some people are like, I don't <laughs> oh, like no, it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, it's, it's the 10th episode, bro. You can do whatever you want. All right. <clears> All right, so now with the last the little shot here we're gonna take this and we're gonna pour this into the orange juice which is gonna be way easier than what we just did with the uh orange juice into the 40 there you go cool and then uh let's see let's shake that up a little bit too just to Mm.
0: to get it in there i like how that smells
1: yeah it smells really good actually um okay cool so let's <laughs> what i would like to do actually before we get into the actual songs here um do you want to sip the yeah i actually want you to sip the orange juice mixture first and see what you think of that so here let's just take a little sips right here okay cheers Ooh, that's strong still dude <laughs> it's good though yeah, I think, yeah, that's good. It's strong, but like I think a, it's good. Yeah,
0: it's like a screwdriver.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's why I was thinking, because it would be like, because you got vodka, so it's a screwdriver. And then, the more exciting part, is this is going to be the the one that we're really going to go with here, I want you to try some of this brass monkey and see what we got.
0: This is, wow. Well, I've never,
1: it, I like how it looks, the color. Yeah, it looks like orange juice, right? And the thing is, is with, with Miller Highlight, It's supposed to not really taste like much, so technically this should taste like carbonated orange juice. So just take a little sipsy, see what we got.
0: Right? It's not bad, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Josh Rossi
0: approved. Brass Monkey is approved by <laughs>
1: Joshua. Hell yes. The
0: Josh Meister. Dude,
1: I'm so excited you like it. I was actually really worried that you could be like, this is disgusting. And then I was going to be like, well, because we got this for the rest of the episode, so, oh well. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I'm glad you like it, man. Okay, so, um, now that we got our mixes all, all ready here, let's get into these songs and see what we got. Um, so, we're actually nearing on the last of the top 40s, which is very exciting.
0: Um, Can I make one side point? Yeah, what's up? Even though we're drinking, like, a shot of vodka in addition to the 40 of Miller High Life, Mm -hmm. I still don't think I'm going to get as buzzed as the uh, old English episode. (laughs) Really? That old English, like, it hit me so hard, there's no way I'm going to get that buzz. It was really hard, and it was like, it
1: snuck up on us, too. I don't think we were ready for that. I was thinking... I was like, she's thinking tonight just to fuck with you to get the Old English and use that as the brass monkey. But the yeah. flavor of the Old English is too strong; yeah. like it wouldn't have tasted. It wouldn't good. have mixed as well. With yeah. Juice, yeah, you need it. You need a beer that is a little bit tasteless so that you can mostly get the carbonation out of it. So yeah. you wouldn't have wanted to mix something <laughs> with that much power and potency. Um, so
0: anyway, here we go.
1: cool. So, um, so actually, number one this week is Rockstar. It's actually finally overtaken Cardi B. Um, Bodak, Yellow. Bodak Yellow Rockstar's a fine song though mm-hmm. um, You know we approved of it So next number 2 is Cardi B with Money Moves uh, Number 3 is uh, 1-800 with Logic Number 4 is Look What You Made Me Do Number 5 is Feel It Still Number 6 is Mi gente, Number 7 is Too Good at Goodbyes Number 8 is Thunder Number 9 is Sorry Not Sorry Number 10 is Unforgettable Isn't, Is that moving up? Uh, Unforgettable? I think it's kind of. Like, it's just
0: hanging around. I think like, it's just hanging. The top for so long.
1: Yeah, it's been the top for a long time, man.
0: Um, Anyway. All right, forget that song. Yeah. But don't bump. Bam. <laughs>
1: uh, number 11 is Despacito. Number 12 is Attention. Number 13 is Believer. Pooth. Oh. Attention,
0: the Pooth. Dude, Meister. he's
1: moving up. Now he's number 12. Puth. Look at Pooth. Puth. Puth that guy uh, 14 is bank account 15 is rake it up 16 is strip that down 17 is what lovers do <laughs> <laughs> that fucking song <laughs> number 18 is shape of you oh, number-, up. number
0: 17
1: Oh God, you're right. Uh, My bad. Number eighteen is shape of you. Number nineteen is there's nothing holding me back. Number twenty is a new song, dude. Yay! Oh man, so it's called almost like praying. It's actually by Lin Manuel Miranda, who's the guy that did the Hamilton soundtrack. Hamilton. Uh, you know the musical sweeping the nation. Okay, no, I don't know that song. Oh no 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 I mean, the, I mean, Hamilton's a musical I don't know the, the, musical. the, musical. Don't okay. Know the musical Okay. Um, Sorry, I also
0: don't know the song but yeah. All right. So this guy did the music for a musical. Yes, But and, he's also a solo artist. Uh yes. Well, I think that he's
1: a songwriter. Um here it's says featuring artists for Puerto Rico. So I oh, think yeah. this is actually a song that's to help out with like relief for Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico's in a bad spot right now. Yeah. So that's actually kind of cool that a song that's basically We Are The World is breaking the the top 20. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's check this song out and see what we got, man. Who, like I'm hoping that there's going to be a bunch of random features on this. That'd be fun. So yeah, let's see what we got, man. It's almost like praying. Um, it's, like, it's been, like, first song down, and we're already, like, steaming it up in here. Um, so what'd you think of that one, Josh? Um,
0: oh boy, I, well, I was looking at the lyrics just now, Mm -hmm. as we both were in, Mm -hmm. I think, okay, my first interpretation of Say It Loud, it's like, and you hear music playing, is like, it's like your summit, like, when you, it's like, um not an incantation, but, like, a summoning, like, when you, mm-hmm. when you say a city or, or the, or the, or the, um, country, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. it's, like, a summoning of music just starts playing, because it's music is so rooted in, maybe, yeah. their culture, yeah. maybe that was what they were trying to say, and then say it soft, and it's, like, a prayer, mm-hmm. um, so it's nice, like, uh, tie to music and religion, or, uh, you know, n- not, not religion, but, necessarily, but music and something kind of magical or Yeah. Or, it's
1: like by it's like by saying yeah. each city off one by one that they're like listing them in their prayers
0: kinda. Yeah. They're listening to their prayers and they're also summoning all the culture. Right, um, exactly. And um yeah, I thought you I mean you said the guy was involved with a musical, like mm-hmm. especially mid midpoint on. My favorite part was like midpoint, there was like a guy that was more rap talking mm-hmm. and like rhythmic and when that happened like the uh uh, there was the 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 rhythmic motifs changed up, and then there was like even more percussive elements I felt, and yeah. um, and uh, and then after that, like there were even more harmonies and like different voices, and it reminded me of like a '90s Disney musical <laughs> yeah. and, uh, like in some, a good way, yeah. like
1: almost something out of like uh, like Aladdin or like yeah, Lion Aladdin King or, or like or... Notre Dame. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, like I didn't love the song, but it was. It was fairly entertaining, I guess, especially the midpoint onward.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: hopefully hopefully, it's somehow helping them. Yeah, um, I mean, what I think that
1: probably what they're doing is, like, however much, like, residuals or money they get off of, like, the plays, they're just, like, donating directly to, like, relief funds, yeah. which would be cool. It's also cool because, like, you've got, you actually have, like, Camille Camila Cabello, which, who was on the last song, uh, Havana, like, she's on here, you've got Daddy Yankee on here, you've got, like, a bunch of different artists, so it's cool to see them all come together and, like, support Puerto, Puerto Rico. Yeah.
0: Because,
1: yeah, I mean, they're going through a pretty rough time, so it's good to see that. Yeah, thoughts it,
0: and prayers to everyone.
1: Yeah, and also, it's, like, you know, I think, I think we we were asking on the show a while ago, you know, it's, like, as artists during this time, like, what can we do to help? And I think that this is, like, a pretty direct way. Is like, you're actually creating art that, like, raises funds for Puerto Rico, which is really cool. Yeah. So, like, that's a pretty direct way of helping. Yeah, I mean, song-wise, too, it's, like, again, it wasn't... To me, it's, it's not, like, a song that I would, like memorize the lyrics to and be like yeah just simply because like the lyrical content is purely made of like different cities in puerto rico so it doesn't it's you know it doesn't have like that kind of connection for me anyway but like it's it's cool and it's cool that like they're listing off like how much diversity there is within puerto rico yeah by like listing each city um so that's you know that's really really unique and cool and i like how i mean I, i always have liked the ideas of like whenever there's like a bad something happening in the world that like musicians like all come together and kind of band as one and like
0: do a song together yeah um that i'm gonna go on a little tangent when you you mentioned those all all the different cities in in puerto rico and Mm -hmm. it's like it reminds me of i feel like there's a lot of negative effects to to um labeling and generalizing So, for instance, like, we're not in Puerto Rico, so perhaps we could have this, like, conception of everyone from Puerto Rico has certain, like, characteristics, or they're like a certain Mm. way just because they're from a country. Right. And it's like, people are so nuanced. Like, countries are very nuanced and varied, and people are the same way, you know? Totally, dude. And, like... Yeah. I mean, we're living in one of the most, you know, we're
1: recording in Los Angeles, probably one of the most diverse cities in the country. Yeah. And, and then,
0: like, other people from other countries, they, they might have an idea of what an American is, and it's mm-hmm. like, you, there's, not, there's no prototypical American. It's like... Right. The way that there's no, pro, you know, for any country or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: for America, especially, you <laughs> know, like, we have, like, you know, black, white, Asian... Native American, everything in between is still American, Um, which is one reason why this country is awesome is because you can be American, but be so many different, like, types of of people and have so many different cultures and, like, have, like, all these overlaps and, like, cool different, like, histories and backgrounds and stuff. Um, And same for Puerto Rico, you know? Like, I didn't know there were that many cities in Puerto Rico. I, I, I mean... I don't know a lot about Puerto Rico, honestly. Um but it's cool it's cool to at least highlight like the different areas of it for people who might not know and just to be like, you know, this is a country that is a part of the United States technically and um it's worth fighting for and worth, you know, supporting in in their time of need.
0: Yeah. Any <clears throat> any people, all people. Yeah. We're all one people. I mean yeah, dude. That's my my, my perspective is Yeah. The less uh, the less labeling and dividing, the better.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, especially as musicians, you know, like music is something that anyone can do from any culture, and um, we and we're all better for it, learning from different cultures and bringing those into uh, different genres. Even you know, like some of the some of the best music has been made from combining different cultures and different genres. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. Fuck like, yeah dude I think we're pretty much Good on this one huh I'm good Did you finish the orange juice Already
0: I did Whoa dude <laughs> Seth already finished the, uh, the spiked orange juice
1: I was sneaky about it Well cause they say You know Liquor before beer You're in the clear right. So I wanted to do that first
0: Beer before liquor Never been sicker
1: Right So I just wanted to make sure That my orange juice Concoction was out of the way Also because I agree I think I gave you The better one Cause I had a berry one And you had a pineapple one Yeah And I think the berry one Was a little questionable so, yeah. I was, that was, but that was me taking one for the team, you know, also because I like Josh, so it's cool. Um, okay, so that was number 20. Uh, 21 is Slow Hands, my, my favorite angry song. God, angry Card. <laughs> angry Card. 22 is Perfect, 23 is What About Love, 24 is I Get in the Bag, 25. 20, 20,
0: 23 is What About Us, not Love.
1: Oh, you're, <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's what 24 about... is I Get the Bag, 25 is Wild Thoughts.
1: Yes. Um, 26 is Havana. 27 is What Ifs. 28 is Praying. 29 is Young, Dumb, and um, Broke. <laughs> I was going to think of a joke there, but I couldn't in time. Uh, 30 is That's What I Like. 31 is I Fall Apart. I think that's a new
0: one. Wow, another Post Malone song.
1: Wow, that's a third Post Malone song on the billboards. That's crazy. All right, dude. Wait, yeah, Rockstar. Was Congratulations still there? Mm-hmm. Congratulations is... Okay. Oh, no, it wasn't. I didn't see so it So this anyway. one's
0: above Congratulations. Yeah, though. this
1: one's now above Congratulations. Damn. Cool, well, let's check it out. I mean, we've liked his other music, so let's see what this has to offer. Yeah. You just, you just said fuck. What's, what's going on there, bud? I, I didn't know you were recording. I, <laughs> under my breath, I was like
0: fuck. Well, I, you know, like I'm looking now and I have like 70% of the 40 left. Yeah, me too. Because I, okay. Cause we got a lot, of, uh, a, lot, a lot to do in the next couple of songs.
1: Got a lot of drinking to do. That's fine. That's why we're here. You know, we um, drink and we listen to songs.
0: I drink. And I know
1: things. I gotta say, man, um, definitely my least favorite Post Malone song that I've
0: heard so far. Least favorite? Okay.
1: Um, I just, you know, the thing is, is, like, the production is still really good. Like, I was really cool with with what was happening, uh, atmosphere-wise. I can rock you out this atmosphere. Um, I liked the little chirpies in the background with, like, the low beat. Like, I was liking the chorus feel a lot. Um... It reminded me of another song, but I can't remember what. Maybe if I find it, I'll put it in post. I don't know. Um, the thing is, though, is like the lyrics for this one. Like I know he's going through a hard time. I know that he's talking about a breakup. It sounds like a very personal song, and that someone really wronged him. But man, it was cheesy as fuck, dude. At least for me. Yeah, I
0: would say I would say the lyrics were a little a little repetitive and. Um, Cliche. Yeah, it was just pretty by the books, you know. But what was the one line? Okay, I'll. I have three comments about the lyrics. Number okay. one, I kind of liked. She cut me too deep. Now I'm scarred. I was like, man, okay. what if like the idea of love is like not just something positive, but it's also like being cut or wounded. Right. So it's like if you're if the feeling is too intense, then it's like it leaves a scar. Hmm. Which might not be a bad thing, but anyway, Mm. is that two, what was the other thing, um, maybe I already said it, but I'll skip to number three, whatever that was, is he, he's like a devil in the shape of a whore or something like that? I I have mixed feelings about, like,
1: name-calling. Dude, my opinion, I'm just gonna say this right out. is like... May, like, maybe she cheated on him. Maybe that's why he's calling her a whore. But I always feel like that's kind of... I always feel like there's better ways of doing it. I feel like that's... Like, from a lyrical standpoint, you know, I always think of the Robin Williams quote from uh, from Dead Poet Society, where it's like, you know, the point of words is to try to express yourself in a way that's unique and new. And I feel like just calling somebody a whore, not only is it just sort of like putting the person into an into an objective role but
0: it also is like it just from a lyrical standpoint it's kind of lazy in my opinion like i feel like you could do more i have okay i have mixed feelings because on the one hand it's not nice but then on the other hand if that's his genuine thought Mm -hmm. like sometimes sometimes in songs or like books or art like yeah you have things that are demeaning or not politically correct or just kind of fucked up Right. And, like, you don't... It doesn't necessarily mean that it's condoning those thoughts or things. Right. It's just, like, part of the art. Yeah, and, I mean, maybe he's
1: just, like... Maybe it's, like, like a character role thing. I don't know. I feel like... I, But I also feel like being, like, devil in the shape of a whore, I feel like that's just, like, a... An, again, I feel like that in itself is kind of a cliche to say. Like, I feel like that's something that's been said, like, a lot. Right. Just, like, in songs in general. And, like... that was sort of that sort of fit with the theme of like a lot of the lyrics in this song like even the scars like I get that that's kind of on a deeper level but uh I don't know if you ever heard that song Jar of Hearts this was a couple years ago um that was like the peak of cliche songwriting like you've literally got a song it's got okay like it's got the checklist right it's got like holding her it was it was like a it was a female singer songwriter I totally forget her name uh at this point but it had all the checklists it had like holding holding uh, her heart in his hands, it had stitches, right. it had scars, it had bleeding, I it had, like, every checklist, and I feel like calling, like, somebody, like, an apparition in the form of a horror. I feel like it's something that's been done
0: so often that I don't really, like... It might have been. There's a difference between reading lyrics and hearing them. Sure, yeah. And there's also a lot of difference with the way it's, the lyrics are delivered, like sometimes it's like it's like a weird you got it's like a juggling act you're like you're spinning 10 plates at the same time it's like if someone sings a line in a very emotive way or if they do it in such a way you can get away with cliches and they don't seem they're it's fine you know what I mean? right yeah um, i'm not i'm not saying this applies to this song but i'm just saying like songs are a very nuanced like sure. complex thing and i mean there is actually an argument that some
1: cliches are are good and they're cliches for a reason Um, that's not to say that all cliches are bad, you know, cause like there's, there's cliches that like have become popular for a reason. Um, and I've, yeah, and I'm not even necessarily saying that about this song either. Like, you know, if this is legitimately how he feels and like, you know, this person cheated on him or whatever, and he's like, oh, she's like sleeping around. So like, that's a thing. I get that.
0: Um, but I feel like it sort of was in line with the less, with the rest of the lyrics. Yeah. it's Yeah. I think it was the rest. Of, sorry to cut you off, but I, yeah, agree, I agree completely. It was in the, in the same vein of just overall it was simple and right. cliche and repetitive. and Yeah. And to me, like as a whole, I think the problem with it all being cliche is as,
1: is as a, as a whole song because there was so there was so much cliche in it it didn't really stand out to me you know like right. it didn't really stand out as something like unique and I, fresh
0: well i would say i'm glad like i'm glad that it's all the songs we've heard from post Malone have all been different which mm-hmm. is very cool to me that's true and i think Lyrics aside, I think the way he sung was emotive. Yeah, totally. I liked the totally. vibrato and the intensity. Yeah, it's not, he was singing sort of loud, probably further away from the mic for the room sound. And right. Like, unless it was all like digital effects, but well, you could hear but, some, like um, some reverb on it. But I, it, yeah. I agree. I feel like he was standing a and little like, further back. And like so, yeah. It was I thought the way he sung was emotive, and the music. I think overall the music worked very well. Every single part flowed into the next part really good. Yeah, totally. I think it created a mood, and it kept yeah. it, and, uh... <laughs> oh, okay, I liked... Oh, yeah. Well, to begin, I liked the chords and the piano and the melodies. I think there was, if I remember correctly, there was, like, a, key, a synth or keyboard sound that had... It reminded me of Kid A. Really? For some reason. Interesting. And, like, and the, and, and it was a similar vibe and emotion, too. It was, like, this sort of distant sad
1: sorry to cut you off was there was there like a song on kid a that reminded you of or just sort of kid a in general
0: there was a song i can't remember specifically i it might i don't know it might be the actual song called kid a there's a keyboard in that song right it might actually be that song um very likely it's that one yeah
1: okay you know what's actually really funny is as you said that I remember it, because I said earlier, while we were talking about this, I was like, oh, this reminds me of a song, and I forgot what it was, but now I remember. Hilariously enough, it's actually Throw Some D's by Rich Boy, which was a song that I talked about previously on this podcast, but <laughs> I heard, like, it's the same key, and it had the same, like, boop boop like, the, the background, like, key part. It yeah. actually is the same as Throw Some D's, which is hilarious, yeah. but, um, anyway, I just thought that connection was funny. Um... Anyway, I think that, well, I think to sum this up, I think that what you were saying is totally true, where if there's one thing that Post Malone is good at doing, it's at creating an atmosphere in a song, you know? Yeah. And I think that this song still, despite the fact that the lyrics are pretty subpar, he definitely creates, like, an atmosphere, you know? Like, the off-beats with the subs that were happening was really interesting and cool, I thought and you know regardless of how of what cliches there were I think that he
0: with each song he creates like a different atmosphere which is, I think is really cool yeah and I think overall the music is just engrossing mm-hmm. If like you listen and you start feeling the things and, and you stay with it you know like I never yeah. checked out a lot of the times if I'm listening to these songs like you know without even trying I'll just check out even though I'm trying to focus whereas his songs right. his songs keep me engaged
1: yeah and you know I gotta say <laughs> as, as, as slightly ashamed I'm to say this. I think with the Lin-Manuel one, I sort of checked out a little bit. Yeah, me uh, too. but me with too. this song. I actually didn't check out, which is surprising considering how, uh, I feel like this is probably Post's most go-to by the books song, and yet even so, like, the production and just what he was doing with his vocals, and there were so many different things that kept me interested, you know? Yeah. Even though I think this is still probably his most straightforward song that we've heard, um, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. I think that it still was interesting enough that I wanted to pay attention to it, and it kept me hooked, so. Yeah. Um, I'm almost interested to see how the rest of the album is. I don't know if it's out yet, if it's coming out soon. I really should look that up. But um, I'd be interested to hear the rest of the album and see if he is able to achieve this level of atmosphere on on all the songs, because that would be super interesting and cool. So Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Um, Well, I'm ready to move on. How are you feeling? I am, too. Cool. I'm, I feel like we're very focused and, like... <laughs> Like, other episodes, I feel like we go on tangents and personal stories. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like we're 90% just dissecting the music this time. Well, the, listen, the this is
1: only the second song. We still got plenty of time yeah. to go off on tangents, so... Yeah. Um, no, I agree, though. I think I think we are doing a pretty good job of being concise so far, so... Maybe it's because we've been doing this more that we right. we're starting to get used to it. Oh, look at that. Number 32 is also a new song. Damn. Are we going to get through all 40? Are there a bunch of new songs this week? There might be. I don't remember all these songs. <laughs> okay. Well, the next song is Gucci Gang, Lil Pump. Uh, you know what's funny is I actually did hear about Lil Pump only because, again, Whoa. I I occasionally watch The Needle Drop. Um Hosted by Anthony Fantano. Hi, everyone. Anthony Boytano here,
0: the internet's busiest
1: music nerd. And there was a whole debate. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a pleb. I get it. Um, you don't have to shame me no. on national radio. No, I'm not
0: shaming you. <laughs> I, I just, I have to. I want everyone to know that Seth is a pleb. <laughs> no, no, it's not about you. It's about, it's about Anthony. Whatever. Anthony Fantano. Don't say his name anymore. You don't like him. You don't like him. I don't like his reviews. I don't like... Let's just put it... Let's just leave it at that. Okay. I don't like his review style. Right. And I would strongly... If anyone was like, hey, do you have... Do you, like, where would you go for reviews or i Z? <laughs> like I'd be like... not to needle drop. <laughs> I'd be like... First of all, I'd be like, just avoid reviews. Just listen and, and embrace and think for yourself. Right. But if you're gonna... If you're interested in what other people think about music and their the review style... He's the like the last on my list. That's so funny. And now people, if anyone's going to hear this, they're like, "Oh, why?" And they're going to go watch his videos. And it's counterproductive. <laughs> just don't watch you're, the You're just like, feed, don't watch. No, you're don't. just feeding the machine. Josh. The eel drop is no. Well, the only
1: thing I'm going to say about it is the the only reason I know about Lil Pump is because there was this big controversy because uh, Anthony Fantano, because he's one of the largest YouTube music reviewers, uh, he, earlier this year when Damn came out, the Kendrick Lamar album, he gave it a 7 out of 10, which a lot of people were pretty upset about. Uh, again, because, you know, feeding into the whole review culture, if you don't give something that's generally approved of like an 8 or higher, people are going to be mad at you, which is its own problem which we could totally talk about later if you want but suffice to say just to end the story real quick he gave Dam a seven which everybody was like what the fuck and then little pump came out with his mixtape and he gave the little pump mixtape a seven and so immediately people hopped on the internet and they were like is little pump as good as kendrick lamar is he the next kendrick lamar and anthony fantano literally had to go on and make a video and be like look guys they're not even they're not even close in scope. Just because I give one thing a seven doesn't mean it's like e- equal to something else necessarily, or that it's a view of like how I feel about them on the same level. Which inherently actually is basically him describing the problem with the numbering I was, system. Yeah,
0: can I interject for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, him saying that it's like you you sound like a total hip, like contradictory idiot. We're like just because I give. Like just because I give two albums the same exact score doesn't mean that they're the same exact. It's like no, that's that's the the flaw one one of the flaws to the numeric system of grading is right. that art and experiencing art is totally subjective. Right. It can't be it can't be uh, quantified on some yeah. sort of objective scale, and it's like it also it um it pits people against each other if they're gonna try to like pretend like their feelings are somehow more valid than another person's feelings. Sure, It's so... It's, it's more... It, you're more susceptible to get into that when you're like raking things by a number. That's why it's yeah. like... It's not about one through ten. Art is not objective like that. It's not quantifiable like that. You have to just tell people what are your ideas and your feelings and your reactions and like... Right. Just go at it like that and he never does that. It's not only is it like quantified in his number scale which is ridiculous... But he never tells you, like, any personal anecdote or why why he feels or thinks or got an idea from a song. He literally just gives you a super long list of adjectives describing the songs to show off how smart he is and his vocabulary. <laughs> it's, that's what it is. He just shows off his vocabulary. Damn. And he shows off his <laughs> musical knowledge by referencing and alluding to other albums when he reviews albums. Then he gives you a number, and it's like... Dude, like reviews aren't supposed to be about you showing off how much music history or knowledge you know and words you know and then grading it in a number. That's not all what right. it's about at all. Well, Go fuck off, man. <laughs> Fuck yourself. If you... If if ever... Uh, never mind. I'll just stop there. Nah, stop dude, there.
1: keep going. No, You're already stop. on a roll. All right, no. well... I pulled
0: my angry card on that one. I was
1: about to say, I think I this think is the, This is even angrier than you got over over Magic Dragons. This is like full-on Josh angry card. It's on par, yeah. Damn. All right, well, cool. Well, hey, uh, now we both pulled the angry card, so there you go. Burge to kill rising. Well, what I would say to follow that up with is that I think that everyone is entitled to their own opinions on music However, the thing about numerical numeric systems is that like we were discussing in the very first episode of this podcast because we were we were trying to give numerical rankings to things, the problem is that everyone's numbers are based on entirely different things, you know? Like yeah. for example, um Even just going by the YouTuber scale, um, if you look at um, yourmoviesucks.org, which is a a movie reviewer, he gives movies a ranking based out of 10 as well. However, um, he ranks them very, very differently than Needle Drop does. And what he does is he basically starts out, if a movie is average to him, it starts out at a seven. And then, based on things or based on other things, he will like add points or he'll take away points. Whereas um, Needle Drop will just start from zero and then he'll just go up from there. Some people, um, you know, will totally just be irrational in the way that they do their numeric system. So I totally agree. I think that numeric systems are for people who want like a short, easy answer, but I
0: don't think that's the way that I you should... I think it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's the way that you should look at music, Even, you know?
0: Even the, like, I understand that people do it because they want a really quick, like, should I or shouldn't I check it out? And yeah. Like, to what degree? Yeah. But you can, like, it's so easy to just say, like, the, the way I review books, like, I read books and I review them on social media, right. just really briefly, is instead of giving a number I'll be like, it's either, I didn't read more than a chapter, I, <laughs> I read halfway and I stopped, I read the whole thing, right. it was hard to put down, it was very hard to put down, that's how. That's the way I describe it, and then right. I'll be like, would I recommend it or not, and it's just simple, like, oh, I would recommend it, I wouldn't, Yeah. I would very much recommend it, like, yeah. instead of like, because, anyway, there we go.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think that numeric systems in general are flawed in the sense that, again, you know, there's different genres of things, there's different viewpoints of different, within different genres of things and i think that ba- that giving something a simple number doesn't really encapsulate the intricacies and the nuance of the actual art itself and so you're sort of stuck in this in this rut where you have to you have to give it a number based on something and i think that that limits your your scope and your view of the art itself in my opinion um i understand why people go to it and why it's easier and more streamlined to do but i think that it has its flaws and that it's too simple but uh anyway, weren't we just talking about how we weren't gonna go off on tangents like five minutes ago? You brought up you brought up <laughs> you brought up something that I felt very strongly about and I had to explain. No, but it's over now. No, this is it's great. Over. This is great, that's what it's all about. Um well let's move on. Um
0: so post Malone. Um We already said what we're doing next, but I forgot.
1: Gucci Gang Yes. by Lil Pump. Lil Pump, Gucci Gang. Yeah, let's crack into this. Give me big head on. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. Spread the arrest on New Chain. My bitch love to do cocaine. I fuck a bitch, I forgot a name. I can't bob in no wet to rain. Rally go and bob all man's. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci gang, 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 gang. So I think that this song was best summed up when I handed the lyrics over to Josh. <laughs> he just looked at it. And I was like, do you want the lyrics, Josh? And he was like... Yeah, I guess.
0: God damn it. I, I don't know if we should just laugh. <laughs> or if... I I can't... I'm not angry. I can't be angry anymore. I just... I, all my anger is out. I'm not even mad, I'm bro. I'm just laughing. I'm not even mad. It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. So, <laughs> I feel like now is either you've got to pull the angry card <laughs> or or we just got to laugh and just move on. <laughs> Here's the thing is like
1: with the reason why I pulled the angry card on Liam or, or oh god. Slow hands. I don't know. Yeah. You... The reason why I pulled the angry card on slow hands is because it was clearly trying to do something but it fucked up so bad and was clearly trying to act like it didn't fuck up so bad. This song just doesn't even care. This song is literally just like, I'm gonna make a minute fifty nine song wherein the majority of words that I say are Gucci Gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci gang. gang. And then I'm just gonna say some other words to fill in the space, and then I'm out, and that's the song. So many So many cell phone ring sound effects. There wasn't
0: even a lyric.
1: There wasn't even a lyric about phones in there, bro.
0: It was it was like taking It was taking every cliche possible. Every cliche. And what's funny is that Uh, like musical cliche like I mean modern trend of top forty cliche.
1: Yeah rap. What's funny is that like looking this up in Genius like only (laughs) made it funnier. Like it didn't clarify anything. It just made it more hilarious, like, how little effort was put into the song. Like, literally, there was... I was trying to click on it because I found something funny in, like, the Genius Spotify companion thing, and I thought it would be in the actual Genius app. But when I cl- when I clicked on, like, the, you know, like, 10 rack for a necklace line, and it pulled up, and it was like, this is to clarify that Lil Pump <laughs> is willing to spend $10,000 on a necklace. Here's a video of him spending $10,000 on a necklace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why do I give a fuck about... <laughs> about this. Like it's so oh man, I don't know. Maybe I do feel the angry card coming on. Yes. But I just like what like why? Why the fuck would you again, this is why I am mad at the numerical system? Why would you give this a 7? Like for what reason or purpose? Is it fun because you could put on the background roll with it? And, like not have to listen to it, the beat wasn't even that interesting, honestly, like if you really no, it was wanna break it down. it was very simple it was really it was inver- it was it was just the, it was the kind of thing where like in the, in the companion Spotify thing, Lil Pump was like, yeah, you know, a lot of people call me a mumble rapper, but I just write that off as them not understanding. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you're not a mumble rapper. You just are a shitty rapper. Oh, snap! That's all right, it is, man. Right. Like, you're not. And like, like, Lil Pump, if you listen to this podcast, I'm real sorry, bro. But like, no, it was
0: you gotta try a little harder than that. It was the most, <laughs> it was the most unoriginal and unintended <laughs> unintendedly that's not a word but Un, the <laughs> it, it was an
1: unintended source of, of like hilariousness of
0: just humor because of how
1: it was so just down. asinine
0: yeah dude I mean oh my god
1: I felt my brain cells like trying to flee my skull as I listened to it it was just it was I don't know I mean like, like literally 30 seconds into this song Josh was like bottom 5 <laughs>
0: And no, I was, was like... It was halfway through. <laughs> Probably. Halfway through the song, I was like, this has got to be
1: bottom <laughs> okay. five. Okay. I mean, this is definitely a contender for bottom five, for sure. I just... It's... it, And it's bottom five, but I'm not even mad. That's the weird thing, is, like, the emotions that I'm feeling right now. Like, I'm not mad at it. I just am completely in, like, dismissal mode. Like, I can't pull the angry card just because it's so dumb. Like, it's not like it's trying to be anything else. I can't else.
0: even, like... I have not been able to say, like, an insightful or articulate critique of it. No. I just don't even know if that's possible.
1: Like, okay, let's try... What, what well, let's let's try say? and talk about it here. Like, the production. What was there to say about the production? You've got the little, like, piano thing in the background with the trap beats. Was there anything
0: to say about that? Was it interesting? Just, every, everything just seems like a ripoff of all the quote-unquote trends in top 40 music, right. but it did it in a way that was less interesting, less evocative, right. more repetitive, including the lyrics and the delivery and the stupid fucking background ad-libs. Like, yeah.
1: Like, so here's the thing. Like, the beat reminded me of Bodeck Yellow. The ad-libs reminded me of Ban Bougie. The, the vocals reminded me of, like, some other fucking, like, Yo or Gucci Mane. Or anybody of that genre, like, what, like, what is Little Pump bringing to the table that hasn't been done? Even now, hasn't been done so many times before. In the last like three months, the answer is zero.
0: <laughs> I could, I could probably produce a song. <laughs> you know what, like, dude? On the level, if not more. <laughs> What if that was
1: like a challenge? We it like, wouldn't be hard, look, honestly. No, it wouldn't.
0: Like you the, would... the, the instrumentation and the effects were pretty simple. And like, yeah, I guarantee that you and me,
1: when we finish these brass monkeys, we could go back to my apartment <laughs> and make a track that would be more interesting than what we just heard. Just give me two hours on like GarageBand, dude. Just give me two hours on fucking Audacity. I don't even need a. I don't even need a beat sampler. I will fucking make a beat with, like, hitting some pots and pans and shit. Yeah, dude. And it will be way more interesting. Guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) You can quote us on that. If someone comments and is like, I don't think Seth and Josh can make a beat that's more interesting than Gucci Gang, I'd be like, fuck y'all. I'm doing it. We're gonna make it. It's gonna fucking sell tons of (sighs) copies. Anyway, I think we can safely forget about this one, then. I think this is pretty much sweeping it under the rug and moving on with our lives.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, was... I mean, what else is what else more is there to say? There's nothing else to
0: say. There's nothing.
1: Cool, and with that, Seth and Josh, you know what though? I lives. swear, we're,
0: we're not listening. Like, I don't care if he's on the top forty. We're not listening to another song by that guy.
1: I think we are though. I just think that the next time we listen to one, we're gonna look at it and be like, "Well, are we prepared for this?" Right? I was, I was,
0: joking. Like, that's how bad it is. We won't even touch it, even if it's in the top. 40.
1: We'll look at it and be like, "Oh god, this fucking guy."
0: Fucking little Oh, and look dude. what's below little pump. is humble by Kendrick Lamar. Jesus Christ. Right. If you could have, yeah. if
1: you could have more of a of a separation, I don't. I couldn't even think of one. Anyway, thirty three is humble. Thirty four is something just like this. Thirty five is EXO tour LLIF three. Thirty six is Love Galore. Thirty seven is Congratulations. There it is. There we go. So it's fallen a little bit. Um, thirty eight is by like a back road. Thirty nine. New one, When It Rains It Pours, Luke Combs. Now, this is technically the fourth song, but fuck that little Pump song. We're going to do a fifth one tonight. It's the 10th episode. we got to go all out. And we're only one
0: away from 40. Holy crap, we're going to do the
1: 40s. We're going to do the 40 on 40, son. We're doing it. So, 39, When It Rains It Pours, Luke Combs please be better than that last song I don't think it'll be hard just okay. give us something good man on the radio station Um, I was listening to that song I feel like that was like a breath of fresh air After listening to that little Pump song Um Cause, so to me, like I, I, like Wasn't very familiar with country music the, At the beginning portions of my life And, uh, since I started playing it more I've become more familiar with it And one thing that I really like about, like, country tunes Is when they're done well they te- They're, they like, very good at, like, narrative storytelling You know, and I feel like this song like tells a story, you know. Like it starts out with like his girlfriend broke up with him, which sucks. But then like he's getting all these good things that are happening to him. He has this good fortune. Yeah, with, it's a uh,
0: hundred dollar lotto.
1: Yeah, scratcher winning the vacation. Which, by the, the way, I, I just gotta say, if you get a hundred bucks on a lottery ticket and you and all you get is two, two, twelve racks and
0: a tank of gas, how much was that gas? Well, I think it's catering to the uh truck driving demographic ah uh, so the maybe so the 600. tank guess is
1: probably more maybe he's using diesel
0: yeah
1: I don't know so, But, um i really yeah. i honestly like I liked the song a lot Really? Um, yeah I did okay. i th- I thought it had a lot of charm um I thought like the thing is is that again this song is like it's pretty cliche as far as country songs go, but it had character to it, you know, which I think yeah it I, had. I think that made the difference for me, because, like, with the Lil Pump song, it's like, who the fuck is Lil Pump? I don't know. That song didn't help me out, but, like, with this guy, it's like, you definitely get more of, like, an idea of just, like, who he is and what his values are, just based on what his songwriting is like, um, Mm. and, like, you know, like, he's had a bad day, but, like, it's turning around, you know, like... He's an optimistic fellow, yeah. Exactly. He doesn't have to see his ex-future mother-in-law, which is a hilarious, like way of phrasing that. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I actually I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's it's very much by the books as far as country goes. And I think that if you were to ask me in a week what this song sounded like, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> but right. just in the in the idea and just like the pure blind hilarious optimism of the song, I liked the I liked the voice of like the writer and I liked Kind of like the feel of the song, you know. So, in my opinion, I actually thought this was probably one of the better songs we've heard tonight. In my opinion,
0: okay.
1: Uh, but I see you all silent there in the corner. So, no, no, what no, do you I'm think? Listening. What do you think? I I
0: thought I don't listen to a ton of country. I think I think it um, the tone, like the tone of the lyrics and the narrative were unique they were different they stood out i probably compared to most mm-hmm. um country songs um i don't think it, it's still trying to play to the wheelhouse it's still trying to pander mm-hmm. to the demographic yeah i think totally. musically musically it was very standard fare totally yeah just using all of the instruments it had to use to be quote unquote <laughs> right. like slide guitar violin right guitar, electric guitar. it's like <laughs> And it's I, all everything's, there. Every, everything's <laughs> compressed, and, like, the whole song's, like, same dynamic level. Totally, totally. But, uh, you know, it was all right. Like, I enjoyed it a lot more than the other one. That we, yeah. But I just, let's not talk about that one. Right. But I, I, so far, I would actually rank that a little below the um the first one, the Puerto Rico song. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like the Puerto Rico one more.
1: I think that, I think that, um you know... Out of the other country songs that we've heard on this podcast, which haven't been very many, granted, um, but last week we heard What Ifs, um, and the week before that... Oh, no, it was was the week before that is when we heard What Ifs, I think. That was Kane Brown. And then a while ago we had Body... Body Like like a Back Road. I think
0: this is probably, I think, maybe my favorite country song of those three. Right. And I think that the reason why
1: is because the other country songs are catering so much to trying to appease, like, that hip-hop pop crowd, whereas this song, like, is very country. Like, it's very traditional country like it it has good production on it but i feel like it's way more traditional than the other songs right. and maybe i'm just a traditional country snob which like i don't think i would have ever called myself that at any point in my life so i guess you know here we are but right. um i i don't know i just i just got even though it's it was cliché even though it it was very much playing to its base audience because it was going the more traditional route with its instrumentation and like not doing the 808s, not doing the trap beat, not doing any of the electronic stuff and keeping it pure. I I, I got more of like a genuine vibe from it because of that. Even though it was very, very by the books, I felt a very genuine vibe from the song. Um, and I, I think the other thing too about the songwriting is because it was a, a little tongue in cheek, it was more refreshing to me, you know? Um, because I feel like the other songs were very serious even the Kane Brown song like it it still it had the damn it had that in it you know (laughs) but like it still took itself a little seriously like he was still if you've seen any of the photos of Kane Brown he's definitely got like the duck face he's got like the yeah i'm like c- cool pretty dude but mm-hmm. this guy clearly doesn't give a fuck like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this guy is just like I had a rough day but i got a lottery ticket and i i was the fifth caller on a radio station so he's playing it to like being the everyman, which i feel like also makes him a little bit more sympathetic or at least his story is more sympathetic to me So I don't know. I mean, I just I just enjoyed that it didn't take itself as seriously, and I think that that actually also makes it more classically country. It's because a lot of country songs are very like self aware of like they basically talk about you know
0: about mama, or trains,
1: or trucks, or presents, or getting drunk. And so I feel like this song, yeah, yeah. and so I feel like this song like played into that, but it like knew it was, and it like took advantage of that, and I feel like that's why it was, it was more charming to me and more listenable, so. Okay. But that's just like my opinion, man. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, don't
0: go there, we're gonna have to go get White Russians.
1: (laughs) Oh God, let's not get White Russians after this. (laughs) I've still got, you know what, I've got about a fourth left, so I'm like pretty good on it. I'm um, left of this thing. Did you did you want to say anything else about it? You feel very no, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, Sorry I'm, that I like took I'm over excited. that conversation. No, I don't think you did. I thought okay. it was good. Okay. Um,
0: I am. I'm like happy and also surprised and also (laughs) intrigued at what the future holds, because we're about to do the number 40 song. This is the 40 song, dude. So I don't know what we're going to do for the next episode, but we'll we'll figure it out and we'll let you guys know.
1: Yeah, I mean, 10 episodes ago, or 9 episodes ago technically, we were just getting... (laughs) into that parking spot and in that parking structure for the first time and being like who knows what's going to happen and now we're here and exactly. it's really cool it's really cool to have seen the growth and to seen people liking and commenting and subscribing and uh we're, we're actually on the apple app now quick plug we're there now so you can actually look us up we're on TuneIn um we're on a bunch of different platforms now so You can listen to us from basically wherever you listen to podcasts, which is awesome. Um, And we'll keep drinking and giving you content, you know? Um, We'll, uh, anyway, that's all for the end of the episode stuff. We still got one more song to do, so let's fucking crack this open and see what we got here. Um,
0: (laughs) You just said the same exact line that you say. (laughs)
1: You know what, Josh? the beginning of episode. Listen, Josh, I'm trying to be consistent, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's crack these open. And by that, I mean I absolutely forgot about what I just said. Yeah. Okay. Um, bad, maybe, maybe
0: bad at Bad at love by Halsey. 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 Hold on, is that? I think it's Halsey. No, I was just, yeah, I was just, <laughs> I wasn't going closer to read the, the <laughs> name. I was, like, going closer to see, I was like, I was like, what is she wearing? Is, it's like this really poofy, like, what's that girl wearing there, says Josh. It's like a poofy, like I
1: get out my glasses Yeah, before. exactly. can see what's going on there, see what's going on here. <laughs> Oh, Hank, I knew you <laughs> needed
0: your glasses to read that. <laughs> oh, there. Hank, for, can there. I read it for you? No, I couldn't. Let, Let me get closer. <laughs> <I> mean, <there. gasps> no, it's like she has like some sort of poodle on her shoulder.
1: Wait. Oh, my God, you're totally right. Yeah. It's like a fluffy jacket. Is she wearing a baseball cap? Damn. There's just like a lot going on in that photo.
0: It's too much to uh, comprehend.
1: Anyway, but we're not talking about her looks. We're talking about ba- Bad at Love, which is the song she did. So let's, uh, as I said earlier let crack it open. <laughs> See, See what, we, what we got
0: here.
1: Yeah. Thank you for thank
0: you But you can't blame me for trying. You know I'll be lying, saying the wine that could finally fix me. Looking at my history.
1: Chillin'.
0: So what you think of that, Josh? I enjoyed it. Yeah? I I, I enjoyed that song, yeah. I, I like I thought that the every like the the chords and the melodies were catchy mm-hmm. and the and the way she sung was like emotional and yeah. and the melodies she sung were interesting and like also evocative like I was engrossed the whole time I was just I was following the narrative and I was following her emotion mm-hmm. and her and the lyrics and yeah I was actually enjoyed that a lot I was yeah pleasantly surprised
1: Yeah me too honestly like her voice was very unique um I'm trying to think of who I could compare it to, but... Yeah, it was a very interesting, like, it had this sort of, like... It was high... It was high-end, but it sort of had this, like, mid-range plateau in it. I can't really describe it, but it was really cool. It was... Yeah, it was, like, it
0: was fresh, and it was um, evocative and and grossing. All those words, and... (laughs) You know, I use those words a lot, but, yeah, I mean, it's, like... It reminded me of this sort of younger, more naive, and hopeful, and sort of confused with... Yeah. Romance, sex, love and totally. And um I like yeah. and I like how
1: um I liked how she was more talky during the verse and then on the chorus she kinda pushed it more. I thought that I thought that was a really good like use of like the range of her voice and like what she could do with it. Yeah. It was fascinating, you know, like I, I had a good time with it. I feel like production wise it's pretty much what we've heard at this point. To me, uh I think this was another song where it stood out. I think the instrumentation was
0: a little a yeah. little unique. Compared to other pop songs,
1: I think that the, I think again for this one though, I think that the vocals were what stood out for me. Yeah, me too. Um, just because it is kind of going with like the trap influence kind of vibe with like those hi hats and the ch- and the snare sound, right. um, so to me that didn't really catch my interest. Especially now that I'm buzzing a little bit, I think what caught my interest more was her vocals and how um, how sincere she was in the verses. To yeah. be honest, the verses actually interested me a lot more than the chorus. The chorus was like, "Okay, I get it, it's fine, yeah, and it's like the pre chorus to me was actually the most like throwaway part. The pre chorus was like she' was doing that repeating thing, but that's been done so many times by so many different artists. We've had them in Lovato do it, I think we had pink do it, I think we had Kesha do it, like it's just like everybody does like the repeating word thing, and I think that Good. like because Adele did it in um oh man." What song was that? It was her big song. so bad. I'm all. I always do this, dude. Whenever I'm on this podcast, I always forget. It's okay. Big hit songs. But, um, maybe it was Set Fire to the Rain, maybe. But, um, but there was just, like, this repeating word thing that she was doing in the pre-chorus, and I feel like everybody does that. And then by the time the chorus hit, I was kind of like, okay, this is chill, I get it. Right. But, like, the verses were very, like interesting and they were very good at like telling that story.
0: So that was really what I latched on to the most. Yeah, it's like slightly maybe not related point. Um yeah. It's like I think when you're younger you're more you're more eager to experience all the different types of people and relationships mm-hmm. you can. So I sort of captured that, like her detailing all the potential love interests and relationships she could have. Totally, yeah. Um but um that sort of useful perspective comb- combined with like the a little naive and like hopeful yeah, thing um, like that was really well captured I think in the bridge where there's like this music box um keyboard mm-hmm. or synth going on. Yeah, um, totally. which created that same feeling.
1: And um, you know, I actually just as a side as a side tangent, um I appreciate how she talked about um about being into guys and being into girls. Um, which I don't think is something that you hear a lot in music. Like, yeah, I think in music, in music, uh, at least today anyway, you, you hear about very specifically about, like, either, like, liking a girl or liking a guy, but you don't usually hear about both, which I think was very, like, cool of her to do, and she treated it in a way that I felt was very natural and, like, was very, uh, respectful in a way. To that type of attraction, because mm-hmm. um, on the one hand you've got like Katy Perry doing like "I Kissed a Girl," which seems very like I, I it's like exi- almost taboo. It's exhibitionist, you know. Oh, that too. Yeah. The way that Katy Perry does it, because she's like, "Ooh, I kissed this. I kissed a girl. Isn't that? Isn't that so like right. edgy?" Whereas like Halsey's just like, "Yeah, I was into a girl. Yeah, I was into another girl. It's
0: cool, whatever." Different. The times are changing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's more just. Commonplace and normal. And... Yeah,
1: but I like that. You know, like I like us hearing about different narratives like that. Like
0: that is really not not that not that those feelings are more commonplace and normal. Just that the um, the attitude towards <sighs> yeah them, the the attitude towards them are like as equally accepting as whatever else. Yeah, yeah totally. No, 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 I know, I know what you meant, but
1: yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just really cool to hear it's really cool to hear that but it's also cool to hear about it in such like a natural nonchalant way and like not making a big deal out of it like she's treating the women in her life the same way that she's treating the men in her life and she's basically like no matter who it is I'm bad at love you know (laughs) so I kind of like that in that you know like she's looking to these people to maybe fix her and maybe like she would find something that would help her out but really in the end she just like wasn't like ready for them and it just didn't work out for her
0: I can't, I was reading the lyrics, I can't remember them well enough now, but adding on to that sort of younger, naive perspective, her, the implied definition of love is different. It's, it's more, um, than what I view it as, and I think younger people, they're more susceptible to to thinking that love is a feeling, and, like, I think feelings are associated with love, but I don't, I think... I think feelings come and go, and I think love, love is more of a, uh, an action, it's more of an action and more of a commitment to, like, what you do for people and committing to being there for them to help them be happy and help them grow, like, throughout their life. So, it's like, love isn't, like, the excitement you feel when you're, like, first holding someone's hand or something, like, that's not really love, love is, like, I'll use an old like example I have. But love is okay. like when someone's really like say someone's just sick, right? Like they just have the f- terrible flu, mm-hmm. and you stay up with them and help them get through a really bad night of illness. Sure, like it's those it's those non glamorous like sure. caring, helpful things that that's really love. It's not those feelings that come and go. It's not love.
1: To me, I think that love can be representative ways though. I think that there could be a non a non-sexual like caring kind of love. I think that that definitely is like one of the deepest and one of the more important types of love, but I think there's other kinds of love out there other than that, you know. Yes. I think that there is a love in in just hanging out with somebody and having a good time with them or like, you know, being being connected with them in a physical way or even just uh doing something nice for somebody that you don't know. I mean, I think that that's not a sexual kind of love, like like Halsey's talking about here, but I think that there's I think that with love there's a different I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to express love, you know. Um I think that the way that you were talking about where it's like if you're if your significant other's sick and there's not anything in it for you and you do it selflessly, I think that's one of the most like powerful and one of the most important types of love. Because I think that's a love that a lot of people underestimate and don't like, yeah. and they don't think about. I think,
0: yeah, I think, I think love is like love is just really trying to get to know and totally accept and not <clears throat> not judge someone. Yeah, and to do things that make them feel happy and do things that help them feel like they're growing, like just listening to someone when they need to talk. Yeah, or like helping them when they're sick or being there when something important is in their life. Right. Like all of those things, there's so many other examples, but that's love. Like the, I, I totally separate sex and physical desire. Like, well, I don't totally separate, but to me, that's like another. It's a whole other subject and, and topic to okay. the way I view. I you
1: know it's hard because I think that it's. It is, it is separate, but I don't think it's completely separate. I think that it's different because, like, physical love and non-physical love are definitely, by definition, different things. But um, I think they are connected in a way. It you know? can be. Um, I think that the idea is that you don't want to have too much of one or the other. Like, you want to have a good combination of both. If you want to make a relationship work. Um, if you want to make, like, a romantic relationship work. But there is something to be said about you know, needing certain things at certain times. Like, it sounds like Housley was talking about her relationships, uh, each of them representing sort of a very different thing. Like, one of them was, like, I was just hooking up with this girl, and, like, every time I'd roll through the city, I'd think of her. And there was another one where she was, like, you know, I lived with a guy for a while, and it was, like, a big deal. So, you know, I think that this song, (coughs) even though it was called Bad at Love, I think that this song was good at actually showing a broad spectrum of different types of love yeah, uh, and how those affect you and how you can think about them in just your life. I don't know. It's a deeper subject for sure. Right. But um, we hear so many pop songs and so many of them talk about love and uh, a lot of them talk about especially the fucking uh, rap songs that we've reviewed on here most of them talk about physical love not a lot of them talk about emotional love I feel like emotional love is something that's so like underrated like it's so overlooked especially right. like um there was another song that we reviewed I think it was last episode the SZA song like that was a really mm-hmm. good song that talked about like a, a deeper love that was started through physical love but then it like becomes deeper right um, and I feel like that could happen, too. You know, like, you start out with one type of love, and it, like, evolves into the other, and it kind of overlaps. Yeah. And I think that, ideally, that's sort of what you want out of a relationship. Like, you want them to overlap. But, right. anyway, I feel like I'm repeating myself.
0: but uh. No, I don't think you're repeating yourself. All of those points considered, mm-hmm. I do have to sort of use it bathroom so well let's do perhaps, our rankings then. we shall rank and then yeah I mean listen man we've, d-
1: we've drank more than we've ever drank before on this
0: show it's right. very very impressive but quick quickly uh-huh. I will say it's this was my favorite actually um, this, this last one was Bad at favorite? Love was I think I I think I liked it a little more than Post Malone but Okay. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I'm just going to say that for now. And then, so that's one and two, and then three is the Puerto Rico song, and then four is the country song, and last is the little pump song.
1: Okay. Ooh, yeah, I forgot that we have five songs this time to rank. Okay, well, let me think about this. Um, So I actually think, for me, I think our our rankings are a little different. For me, When It Rains It pours is actually first. Okay. Which uh, is hilarious, and I don't know if Younger B would ever think that a country song would top a list ever, but I think that, I think that When It raids It Poor's is my number one, just because I appreciate sort of the tongue-in-cheek nature of it, among other things. Uh, number two, I think was Bad at Love, talks about a lot of cool issues, and uh, does it in a way that is very uh, thoughtful, interesting. For me, I kind of feel like the th- the three and four spot are hard. Because as much as I like as lo- as much as I like the the Lin Manuel song, I just don't really have that much of a takeaway from it, you know. Right. Like I liked it, and I I I love the idea behind it. I love the idea of a bunch of artists getting together doing a song for Puerto Rico. That's great. But as a song in general, like I just don't really have that much of a takeaway from it, you know. Like bless its heart, it's a great song, very great meaning, but I. I feel like I would rank it as my fourth, and then third would be Post Malone. Okay. Um, just because the Post Malone song was more interesting in its production, um, the Lin Manuel song—it was like its its morals were higher for sure, but that didn't really make it an interesting song to me. Unfortunately, right. it kind of sounded like a Despacito copy. <laughs> in like, if you really want to break it down, it sounded like that, uh-huh. and just I don't know. It was raising awareness, which is great. It was raising money for, for a country in need, which is also great. But as a song in its in its own, I don't think I would ever listen to it outside of uh, the desire to you know, help my fellow Americans, honestly. Right. Obvi- and then, and then fifth is, yeah. obviously, Fifth, Lil Pump. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. For dude. reasons that I don't think I need to explain. Um, but yeah. I think that's it. That's it, man. Yeah, that's it. We love you guys. Fuck yeah. You've been listening to us for ten episodes now. That is amazing. I didn't ever think we'd get to ten episodes. <laughs> um, I thought we might I didn't get think to... we'd
0: make it, I thought yeah. we might
1: get to five and then get bored, but like yeah. no, we're this is a thing. I think this is a thing now. It's a thing. So fuck yeah. Um, are you done with your forty, Josh? I'm done with my forty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a little bit left. Um is there anything
0: you care to say on the eve of our tenth episode? I would say th- thank you so much whoever is listening um we love you please comment let us know what you think i'm very curious to know what other people think about this music and um yeah we'll catch you next week totally agreed, man
1: yeah please comment like share if you have any opinions on this podcast let us know we want to make it better other than you know the uh technical restraints that we have (laughs) but uh outside of that let us know even if you are commenting on like hey I think your iPhone sucks that's fine comment (laughs) just let us know Uh, we love to hear from you guys so anyway well this has been 40s at 40s I'm Seth I'm Josh and uh, thank you so much for kicking it with us on our 10th episode oh my god Uh, tune in next week we'll have more more content for you guys but in the meantime stay fly and uh, we'll catch you in the next one yeah catch you on the flip side love you guys peace love you see you